Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Everybody seems to be talking about making sure that you have protein in your diet and the right kind of protein, but nobody seems to be asking about what about the amount? Is it possible to have too much in your diet? And then what does that do to the body? Well, there is a new study that was done involving researchers at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine, where they are looking at molecular mechanisms that have to do with excessive dietary protein and what risk comes out of that. Right now, we are joined by Babak Razani, who is an MD, PhD, and professor of cardiology at the University of Pittsburgh. Dr. Razani, thank you very much for being with us on KDK. How are you? Oh, great. Thank you, Rick, for having me. I am uh, wanting to, first of all, uh, say congratulations to uh, to having the publication come out yesterday in Nature Metabolism. What sorts of issues does this journal focus on? What sort of papers tend to be published there? Yeah, so Nature Metabolism is a, is a rising journal. It's one of the premier journals for nature, and they are all things metabolism. <clears throat> so... Um, they'll do uh, human studies, animal studies, uh, cell-type studies, uh, but really on the translational side of things, so trying to link uh, basic science with the clinical uh, studies in order to inform the public about, you know, uh, the, you know the new things in, in science and metabolism there. So what you have done is that you have gone out and you have started to look at the quantities of uh, people who are having excessive amounts or excessive amounts of protein in a diet and then what it is doing to the arteries and the possibility that this could also ultimately increase your risk of atherosclerosis. Help us to understand how did you get from A to B in this study? What did you do? Yeah, so no, the, a good question. I mean, as, as you mentioned, the high-protein diets are super popular with the public, you know, not only for weight loss, but muscle building, you know, general metabolic health. And we came at it with um, previous knowledge. It, there, there's epidemiological studies. These are, these are large studies that you, know, you don't necessarily perturb proteins in the diet, but you just evaluate what, uh, from questionnaires, what people are intaking and look at what their risks, uh, uh, you know, uh, outward risks are. And it turns out that if you dial up your protein, a lot of these studies suggest that your heart disease risk can go up, but no one really knew the mechanism, why that is, what could be operating here, et cetera. 
And, and that's where we came at it because my laboratory, my research laboratory, is very good at uh, looking at mechanisms of cardiovascular disease, looking at mechanisms of metabolic disease. So we knew uh, we had a, the right team to sort of address this. And that's, uh, that's the you know, subject of this paper, which we basically say that uh, when you do uh, increase your protein up to a certain point, then it starts to activate your immune cells, these immune cells called macrophages, which are, you know, the basis for a lot of atherosclerosis and cardiovascular disease, uh, they get revved up. And when they do, then, you know, over a long term, obviously, this would uh, increase your risk of having, uh, you know, a heart disease. Is there uh, so a... We, we, yeah. I was going to say, is there a number, is there a percentage when you look at it and say, okay, if protein makes up this amount of your diet, then that risk goes up? I mean, have you been able to decipher where that number is yet? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so that's a part of the, you know, we did, we initiated some in uh, human studies at the beginning to try to uh, grade the amount of protein uh, that someone takes either in the shape of smoothies or uh, mixed meals. And we ended up finding that uh, around 22% kilocalories um, of protein in a diet uh, is really the uh, you know threshold at which uh, uh, some of these immune cells uh, and the risk goes up. Um, so so 22% kilocalories. Just to give you context, um, you know the USDA uh, U.S. Department of Agriculture uh, recommends about 15% kcal mm. protein. Mm -hmm. um, right. So it's actually not a very high protein diet that they recommend. Uh, they they say mix it with. Um, you know, healthy fats, uh, uh, complex carbohydrates, and 15% kcal of protein. And that's around what Mediterranean diet recommends. Uh, so that's, that's where I generally, as a cardiologist, would recommend to people as well. And then we dialed it up, and it's around that 22% threshold, which, uh, by the way, you know, it's probably 50% higher than what most people take. And it's kind of where 25 30% of the public is at, too. We do tend to overeat protein. And so it's a substantial portion of the population that do do that. And that's around the threshold where the risk arises uh, from this study. Dr. Rosani joining us, MD, PhD, professor of cardiology at the University of Pittsburgh, talking about a study that is relating eating too much protein and how it can be bad for your arteries. Doctor, I think it's fascinating that you can go out and you can buy protein shakes. You can buy other protein supplements. You can have protein bars for breakfast. And yet it doesn't seem that you go out and, and add other things to your diet this same way. What is our lure? What is the draw of having more protein why do we feel compelled to do it call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game you have 47 new voicemails Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know, what, what some of it is is evidence-based, you know, uh, clearly uh, I think uh, the science does show that if you eat more protein, uh, there's satiety, right? So you, you don't want to eat as much. Mm-hmm. And people swear by that. You know, uh, uh, a bunch of the weight loss uh, 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 sort of diets uh, and fads out there are based on the high-protein concept. Yeah. I mean, even, even if you uh, go to Weight Watchers, you know, Atkins, all these ones are higher-protein uh, content. So there's definitely some evidence based on that. And then, and then you know, popular culture has just uh, uh, tagged on to that, right? And there's, there's so much out there, uh, you know, in social media, et cetera, that that's what you got to do. Protein is the panacea. Po- protein is what is going to make an overall metabolic healthy, you know, type of diet. And, and I think uh, popular culture feeds into that. So some of it is evidence-based. Some of it is just, uh, you know, um, uh, just popularity. You had done initial research in this having to do with excessive protein back in 2020. How is this new research where you're working with a researcher at the University of Missouri, how is this adding on to what you'd done in the past? Yeah, so, so the 2020 study, uh, study, which was also groundbreaking because we found the mechanism, the exact reason why protein might be damaging to your immune cells and to your blood vessels, um, that was all done in mice, mouse models. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, you know, mouse models are one of the most commonly used uh, uh, models in, in research for a lot of disease. And so we use that. Here, we moved into some human studies to try to validate it in, in, in obviously, the uh, population because that's what's important to people, number one. And then really the most important thing is we actually identified the amino acid um, coming from the protein that is the damaging one, and that ends up being leucine. Uh, and, you know, so, so for the audience, just to explain, all proteins uh, are made up of uh, 20 amino acids, 20 different types. They're the building blocks. And one of them is called leucine. M- many of your, uh, you know, listeners might know about that because it is very popular in, in, in social media, mm-hmm. uh, that more leucine makes more muscle, et cetera. Uh, but it turns out that that is the predominant one in a protein ingestion that causes the immune cell activation. And that is the one that can ultimately, if there is too much protein and too much of those amino acids, can ultimately lead to the issue having to do with atherosclerosis. Correct, correct, absolutely. So what do we do about it? I mean, now that you know this information, and, you know, at at what point do you look at this and say, okay, we need to rethink what the number is, or do we look at it and say we need to look at it and say, well, depending on your genetics or where the proteins come, what next? Yeah, no, the the field is fascinating. I mean, uh, it's, it's explosive, Right, uh, in that just nutritional sciences and really putting a mechanism uh, to, to, to the question is really where the next uh, parts of it are. I think this study doesn't tell you, I mean, I, w- I, don't, I don't want your listeners to go home and say, oh, man, protein's really bad for me. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of people swear by it for weight loss, for uh, reducing their diabetes, you know, these kind of things. What we're saying is it's not a cure-all. 
right? Be careful. There are some hints on cardiovascular disease risk. So the next things are try to, you know, uh, really pin down uh, what types of proteins might be better or worse for you. So I think our next study uh, that maybe we'll talk about in a couple of years once we're done with it is, is trying to evaluate animal versus plant proteins. Yes. Um, I think there's a big craze about whether plant is better than animal and why. And I think uh, some of it might have to do with this leucine story. Uh, and, and as you know, you know, uh, red meats, uh, a lot of the just the animal meats, you know, they have different kind of leucine contents. Uh, they absorb differently than, than plant proteins. And no one has really done a head-to-head comparison in the mechanistic way that we do, you know, in the lab. Yeah. Um, so we'd like to go there and actually pin that question down so that it's not just hearsay that, hey, you know, animal protein has more fat in it and that's why it's worse. We actually want to do a head-to-head protein comparison. Uh, so I think that's useful because the next, uh, uh, you know, part of this is what types of proteins we should be consuming uh, to be healthier. It is fascinating to me that these types of questions are asked, and I I love how um, you end up working with researchers at other universities who are thinking of other questions, and, well, maybe this can help with that, and one thing leads to another, and it spins off into yet another study and another and so on. But thank you for the explanation as to your paper that was just published yesterday in Nature Metabolism talking about eating too much protein, and I think it goes back to sort of what mom told us years ago, all things in modern moderation, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, well said, Rick. I mean, uh, that's what it is, is moderation. Extremes in general are not a good thing because you end up doing, you end up activating pathways that you didn't want to do. And so then it comes all boils down to USDA recommendations, Mediterranean diet recommendations, and these are very modest, uh, not extreme type of diets, right? Dr. Rosani, joining us here professor of cardiology at the University of Pittsburgh, and also the lead author on this paper talking about excessive dietary proteins and how it could increase atherosclerosis risks out there in your arteries. Doctor, thank you for being here. And again, congratulations on the publication. Oh, I appreciate it. And thanks for having me, Rick. Absolutely. Wonderful stuff. As we're learning more and more about these things each and every day. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 